Good evening, dummies. Just got off live, and yes, I called you dummies. Don't take offense. Dummies is not an insult. It's just a term. Don't unfriend me. It's an acronym for all the listeners who listen to the show. Welcome to the show. Reason why we say dummies and have to explain that each time. It's just like being on a flight. You have to listen to the flight attendant go, here's the doors, here's the doors, here's the seat belt, and here's the flotation device. Not that you're dumb. You've heard it before, but there's people who haven't been on the flight, and this is your first time flying the friendly skies. Now you know. Episode 287 tonight. I want to make it clear. I'm a Republican. I'm a constitutionalist. I actually voted for Donald Trump. I like Donald Trump. I am frustrated with Donald Trump of some of the things that he's been saying over the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to talk about it tonight. This may not be your favorite show. You may not agree with what I have to say. All I ask is that you listen to me say it, and you can tell me why you disagree below. It took a lot for me to do this show. It takes some stones to disagree with most of your listeners, but tonight I'm going to do that. I hope you don't take offense. My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Thank you for stopping by. This is supposed to work, but it's not working, and I don't know why it's not working, so I'm just going to pretend that it's working, and we're going to move on. That's working. It's Don't Unfriend Me. You can find me and follow me at Don't Unfriend Me Show on all social media. You can fast forward to this many minutes if you would like, so you can skip through the intro to the show. I will be right back for conversation about Mike Pence and Donald Trump. Stay tuned. Navy veteran Matt Spear presents Don't Unfriend Me. Brutally honest. Experience matters. Facts, not feelings. To the point. And always direct. No safe spaces. You can agree or disagree. You can love him. You can hate him. Just don't unfriend him sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now once again amy and leroy are special guests to the show let's see if the name thing works now nope who cares no big deal we don't need it let's get to the show an unpopular opinion during donald trump's rally last week he once again made outlandish decrees of vice president pence's betrayal In a statement Tuesday, Trump said the committee investigating the deadly January 6th attack on the Capitol should instead probe why Mike Pence did not send back the votes for recertification or approval. And on Sunday, he blasted Pence, falsely declaring that he could have overturned the election. So the real question is, did Mike Pence betray Trump? Well, I've got some thoughts about that, but first I want to show you two videos. One of them you probably saw. This was Mike Pence as he replied to Donald Trump's accusations. The next one is not. This is a video from January 6th. Now, I have spoken out against the supposed insurrection and labeling it as such. I have also said that the people being held for their crimes deserve a trial to see if they are indeed guilty of whatever they're going to charge them with. And what they're doing is making an example, and I think it's wrong. I've also said publicly many times that January 6th was abhorrent and never should have taken place, and it's absolutely unacceptable in political discourse. Whether you agree with that or not is immaterial. It's just my opinion. What I'm going to show you is incontrovertible fact, something you probably have not seen, which is all of the video of the violence that took place that day and how horrific it was. 
You may not enjoy it. You may not like it. But I promise you, you're not seeing it on Fox News. And you deserve to see it. Because I believe that you should see everything in order to make an educated and well-informed decision. First, Mike Pence. Three minutes. Let's give this a watch. As constitutional conservatives, the American people must know that we will always keep our oath to the Constitution, even when it would be politically expedient to do otherwise. As the late great Justice Antonin Scalia said, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, which is apply the Constitution, even though I do not always like the results. The American people must know as the Bible says, that we'll keep our oath, even when it hurts. January 6th was a dark day in the history of the United States Capitol. Lives were lost, and many were injured. But thanks to the courageous action of the Capitol Police and federal law enforcement, the violence was quelled, the Capitol was secured, and we reconvened the Congress that very same day to finish our work under the Constitution of the United States and the laws of this country. <laughs> under Article II, Section 1, elections are conducted at the state level, not by the Congress. The only role Congress has with respect to the Electoral College is to open and count votes submitted and certified by the states. No more, no less. Actually, our founders were deeply suspicious of consolidated power in our nation's capital. We're rightly concerned with foreign interference in our presidential elections if they were decided in our new capital. That's why the Constitutional Convention settled on state-based elections. And that's also why the United States Senate was right to reject the Democrats' latest effort to nationalize our elections just two weeks ago. But there are those in our party who believe that, as the presiding officer over the joint session of Congress, that I possess unilateral authority to reject electoral college votes. And I heard this week that President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. And frankly, there is no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. Under the Constitution, I had no right to change the outcome of our election. And Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. Folks, I'm going to apologize because the volume on that is extremely low. Essentially, Mike Pence says that he made the right decision. I'm going to get it in post. Please come back to the show and watch it. Sometimes mistakes happen. Obviously, the producer of the video did not have it up high enough. 
But you get the point. Mike Pence defended himself and said that I made the right decision. I did not have the constitutional decision to go ahead and overturn anything. I was simply there to watch the process take place. And that is true. And it speaks about that in the 12th Amendment. I'll have the video up and so you can hear it in its entirety. And I do apologize for those who weren't able to hear it. Just trust me when I say that's the summation of what Mike Pence said. Going to add one more thing, which is the video, the raw video of what happened on January 6th, besides the peaceful demonstrations that did take place. There were 50,000 plus there who did absolutely nothing except listen to Donald Trump, and 40 minutes into the process, we're still listening. And there were other people there who were trying to cause harm, and other people who were simply going in and following the leader. It doesn't matter. This video will show you some of the things that took place that maybe you have not seen, and the volume will not be a problem on this one. Multiple capital injuries! Multiple capital injuries! question is how many people actually say it's the first time they've seen that how many people will be truthful about that about how that made them feel i have no idea i hope they're honest did mike pence betray trump it depends there are different ways of looking at it on the one hand no he did not he did the job as required by law he did not have the authority to refuse the electoral results. He did the job he was legally required to do when he agreed to be vice president. On the other hand, he did. He hitched his political future to Trump knowing he was burning his bridges behind him. He reveled by, was reviled by half the state, reviled by half of those in his faith. He had little choice but to do whatever Trump told him to do. For four years, he did that despite committing acts his faith should have made him refuse for a man who is the epitome of the wrong values. According to his faith, it's not a judgment on Donald Trump, but he has done things that religious people should disagree with. By law, Congress must meet in a joint session. They are sealed in their certificates from each state that contain a record of their electoral votes. The votes are brought into the chamber in a special mahogany box used for the occasion. No oak, no cherry, no pine, mahogany. Bipartisan individuals open the ballots, read the votes, voice any questions, and tally the votes. The vice president's only role is to watch that all happen. And once it's complete and Congress agrees that the president is chosen, the VP essentially says, yep. That just happened. It's not a deliberation. We know now that Mike Pence did not softly go into that good night, that he really tried to find a way he could legally do what Trump was demanding, that he somehow steal the election or change the vote or however you want to call it, ultimately invalidating the Electoral College vote, whether you agree with it or not. Disenfranchise millions of voters somehow throw the choice of president into the House of Representatives as a contingent election. This was the goal. It's also known by now that the constitutional crisis that would have ensued had Mike Pence done anything other than fulfill his role was prevented by Dan Quayle. He was an unlikely voice of democratic reason. 
Several times, Pence asked of his counsel and if there was anything he could do. Quote, Mike, you have no flexibility on this. None. Zero. Forget that. Put it away, Quayle told him. Pence pressed again. You don't know what position I am in, he said. Quayle said, I know your position. I also know what the law is. You listen to the parliamentarian. That's all you do. You have no power. It's a sad statement about our modern times that a man such as Dan Quayle, who was regarded as kind of a goofy VP back in his day, proved such a better student of the Constitution, the law, and Pence's place in history than Pence did himself. Quayle's answer would have at one point in time been exactly the same answer given by, Hi, Amy. (laughs) This show's going so well that this is what I expected. Bye, Amy. (laughs) I'll get you in a second. Oh, folks, don't you love live? Be exactly the same answer that a president, a VP, a cabinet member, senator, or congressperson, or judge in the entirety of the U.S. government would say. It's simple. We don't steal elections in the United States of America. We don't let the blatant and obvious, completely unfounded lies actually affect how we adults conduct our democracy. And that's whether you believe in the steal or you believe in what Pence should have done. And yet far too many in Washington today are ready to embrace the lies as long as they remain in power. And this is on both sides. He did betray his principles as a devout Christian and lifelong Republican to work for Trump. When Trump called out him out on to betray his oath of office, he betrayed Trump by refusing to support the supposed insurrection. In the room where it happens... The best line in the musical Hamilton, in my opinion, is one that describes the secret ambition of every politician that ever stood for office. I want to be in the room where it happens. He turned his back on the principles of his entire career to serve Trump. While I might wildly disagree with those principles and his methods at times, at least he stood against all the criticisms to enact them. By agreeing to serve with Trump, he hoped to be in the room when decisions that affect the entire country were made, to put his policies and his belief into action, to sway a politician who was put in office by the slimmest of margins in 2016, one who had a history of being swayed by flattery. Pence bet that he could persuade the president to let him handle huge parts of the presidential agenda because they were the things that didn't directly interest him. But once in office, Trump turned out to want to have his hands in everything, and Pence had to remain loyal if he hoped to get even crumbs of what he hoped to get. In the end, like Burr and Hamilton, he was never in the room where the big decisions were made, or if he was, he was just a spectator. On January 6th, he was called upon by Trump to yet again go against his principles and to break the law in order to remain in Trump's inner circle, such as it was, whether you believe it or not. Read the Constitution. It's a very, very sad story, and President Trump is so incredibly good in the areas he is good at, but some areas he's not good at, and some of those he's very bad. He demands loyalty from those around him, but gives none in return. Pence is a very good man. Mr. Trump should have never turned on him like he did. I hope he will see that and ask for forgiveness of Mike Pence. It's only the right thing to do. I doubt Pence was particularly surprised, but what Trump did and his own rebuke of that behavior became apparent when the former vice president attended the inauguration of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and was called a traitor, which he himself, Trump, did not do. He made it pretty clear both then and on January 6th that there were just some lines you do not cross. 
I think his career is over, but for different reasons. It seems an overwhelming number of Americans mistook his public silence for complicity whenever Trump said something that we didn't agree with. This, of course, both is unreasonable and unfair since Pence is known to have opted for keeping his criticisms private since he wanted to be able to quietly attempt dissuading Trump from some of his reckless statements and acts. Trump has a well-known habit of effectively exiling anyone who publicly crossed him. Look at the amount of people that he no longer associates with. Almost from the time U.S. political parties informed, there has been a saying that presidents serve the nation and vice presidents serve the party. The vice presidency is a sinecure. It is nearly powerless in its office. Above all, any sitting vice president can do is protect his party during election cycles. Had Pence publicly undermined Trump's presidency, Senate, House, and gubernatorial losses would have been blamed on him for undermining the confidence in the Republican Party. Mike Pence towed the line. He swallowed his beliefs and proclamations of divine living and yet supported the opposite of what he said defined him. This isn't a slight on Trump. We are all sinners, but Pence portrayed himself one of the highest standards around. These dissimilar qualities are the antithesis of each other, and Pence put all that on the back burner for a seat at the table, even if it was a seat at the kids' table. From the debates to the constant defense of President Trump, Pence was loyal and fervent in his commitment to honor his role as vice president and all of the duties that came with it, until he wasn't. Donald Trump is now resembling some of the things they said about him, and for me, that is terribly gut-wrenching. I find myself longing for the man who was abrasive and shrewd and in it for the American people because that man did exist. The Donald Trump I've seen over the last year seems to be selling a book or the latest state-of-the-art vacuum cleaner rather than defending the best interest of the American people. I hate to say it, but Donald Trump needs to sit down and be quiet. I know many will unfollow me and berate me, but that means little to me. I see conservative hosts carrying his water like Pence did, all for a seat at the table. Supporting the steel, failing to remain objective and call out the hypocrisies and lies on both sides, and that isn't okay with me. For three years and five months, I have always tried to objectively see Trump as what he was, a great president. But something happened at the six-month time frame. The conspiracy theory brigade took over the president's ear, from Giuliani, the Sidney Powell, to Lynn Wood, all of them nutters to the nth degree. Donald Trump is now a dog with a bone. And if he isn't careful, he will choke on it and leave the house protect, unprotected that desperately needs his influence and unifying abilities that he demonstrated as president. But it is all for naught when he speaks of pardoning criminals from January 6th or continuing to throw Pence and anyone else who challenges him under the bus. Folks, that isn't leadership. It is the very monikers the left have leveled against him. And if he isn't careful, he's going to prove them right. So did Mike Pence betray Trump in the end? In my opinion, he betrayed Trump. Absolutely. He betrayed his faith as well. He betrayed his family and himself. He did not betray his oath of office, though. And President Trump must certainly take away his party, his country, and whatever self-respect he once possessed. I want to make sure I'm clear that this is not the popular opinion. This isn't what you hear on every talk show. And you have come probably accustomed to me defending Trump on most nights and going after Biden. 
but I would be remiss if I didn't tell the truth. And whether you agree or not, it is what I believe, and I would appreciate if you at least have a conversation before telling me I'm wrong. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching Don't Unfriend Me. I really appreciate all the people who stopped by. Once again, that was a tough show to do. Didn't want to do it, but I felt it was important enough. You can follow me at, if you still want to, at Don't Unfriend Me Show on all social media. I would appreciate it if you would do that. And once again, I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis the Hotline, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Do me a favor, please. Veterans are committing suicide at a rapid clip, 22 a day. They need your help. Please reach out to veterans. Provide them this number. If they won't make that call, please, you make that call. And if you can't, I'll do it with you. You can also go to don'tunfriendly.com, click on the VCL link, and get an operator. It's free of charge. It is anonymous, and it will not affect their duty station if you're currently in. And last but not least, if you are not a veteran, you can still get the help you need there. They turn no one away. Mental health is physical health. Folks, that's it. That's all I have for tonight. I am going to go right back live. I see a whole bunch of people came on during that show. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Be gentle with me. I will see you Monday night, and I'll be back in just a few moments to answer your questions.